Luke chapter number 16 and verse number 19. The Bible said, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which that would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, neither uh, will they, one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Father, I pray tonight in Jesus' name, God, that you would speak to every heart. Lord, even we that are saved tonight, may we be reminded that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And may we be reminded tonight that we need to warn sinners to flee the wrath that is to come. I pray for anyone here tonight that may be lost in need of salvation. I pray the Holy Spirit would pull the scales off of their eyes. I pray that tonight they would surrender their heart to you and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved on the terms of the gospel. Lord, we ask you now to do that work that no man can do. And for that, we'll give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. It's due to your name. For we love you and we ask it in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to preach a few minutes tonight just on the subject of hell. When you think about this tonight, the word when we come to this uh, text, as I said, I didn't come to preach on hell tonight, but it uh, seemed like while the choir was singing, the Holy Spirit just kept dealing with my heart. And I know that God makes no mistakes tonight, and He knows what we stand in need of. And you're familiar, if you're a Bible reader, with a rich man in hell. And I remind you, in verse number 25, the Bible says this, but Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil thing. You know I circled that word son in this text because this man was a son of Abraham but he was not a son of God. And that's all makes all the difference in the world. You can be religious but still be lost. Amen. And this man was a very obviously religious man uh, for he claimed to be the son of Abraham and no doubt he was but he had a profession but he did not have a possession. Amen. Now I'm not one to make people doubt their salvation if you've been born again and you're truly saved, then I thank God for that. But it's more than just saying that you're saved. It's more than just saying I'm going to heaven. There's got to be something on the inside, an assurance and a peace of the Holy Spirit that only comes from above. When you think about this man tonight, the Bible talks about him in this text here that there was a certain rich man in verse number 19. It's my friend lets us know that he was real. This man was a certain man. Uh, he's not some figma of our imagination. 
situation, but he's a real man. He's a real individual. He's really in hell right now as we're in this building tonight. He's a real man. He's a certain man. And then he was a rich man. The Bible said that there was a certain rich man. He had all the things that this world had to offer. You know, a lot of people don't think they know they need God because they have a lot of things in this world. But the things of this world can never buy you peace. It can never buy you happiness. It can never buy you one second into heaven's gates, friend. And this man had everything that the world had to offer, but he did not have Jesus, amen. He had the refined and the relaxed things of life. As the Bible said, he was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. That simply means that this man, listen, had what would be known as a very comfortable lifestyle here on earth. But he did not have a comfortable lifestyle in eternity. I want to say to you and I tonight, it does not matter how comfortable we are in this life. What matters is, do we have the comfort and the joys of knowing when we leave this walk of life that we're going to heaven? Amen. Do you know that tonight? Acts 4 and verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. John chapter number 3, the Bible says, Jesus told Nicodemus, You must be born again. Salvation is not an option. It is an option, but salvation is more than an option. It's a must. Amen. If you're going to go to heaven, you got to know you've been saved. You got to know you've been born again. You got to know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life that you've been washed in the blood, amen, that you've passed from death unto life. Those are terms that a child of God can identify with. And the question is, do you know that you know that you know have you been saved, amen? Do you know that tonight? You say, well, preacher, I go to a good church, but going to a good church won't save you tonight. You say, well, I've got good parents and that's wonderful, but that's not gonna save you tonight. You may have been baptized, but baptism is good for those who are saved. But baptism does not produce salvation tonight. Good works, the Bible said in Ephesians chapter two and verse number eight, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And tonight it's not what we have done, but it's what Christ did on the cross. And it's our faith in the shed blood. It's our faith in the cross of Calvary tonight. What I'm simply saying to you, do you know that? That you're saved, amen. This man, when I think about him tonight, I see that he looked good to this world in verse number 19. Well, when you think about a man who the Bible said he was rich, he fared sumptuously every day, he was clothed in purple and fine linen. I mean, when you look this, looked at this man, he looked like a million bucks going down the street, amen. I mean, he had the finer things of life and this man looked good to this world, but he didn't know God and it's not our appearance. It's not what people think about us. You would be surprised the people tonight that would sell their soul to the devil for fame and fortune, for reputation and riches tonight. You'd be amazed the people that would sell their soul out. Uh, my friend, just to have a little bit of pleasure in this walk of life. But this man looked good to this world. But he didn't look good in eternity. I see that he loved this world in the fact that he fared sumptuously. He loved the things of life. You know, the Bible said that life does not consist in the abundance of things. You see, tonight, it doesn't matter how much we gather in this life. The riches of this world cannot bring lasting peace. Tonight we must prepare for eternity. 
We must think about life beyond the grave. For Proverbs 27, 1 says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. We do not know when today may be our last day. Today may be our last day on earth. We do not know when we're gonna draw our last breath, when we're gonna attend our last service, when we're gonna hear the last sermon or the last invitation is gonna be given. You say, but Brother Gravely, I go to church and I do all the things that a Christian should do and that's wonderful. Uh, but friend, you've got to have more than just a, a do religion. You've got to have religion, uh, my friend, that's pure and undefiled. Uh, you got to have faith in Jesus Christ this, morning, this evening. I quoted the verse this morning, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You know, if we're not careful, we'll look at somebody. Let's take Brother Barnes for an example. He's not here. Pray for him. He's been sick today. But we'll take somebody like Brother Barnes' life and he's got a good testimony and we thank God that God saves a, a, an old drunkard and that's his testimony that God saved him off a bar stool and changed his life. But I want to tell you tonight the fact that Brother Barnes is saying his salvation is not based on all the sinful things that he does, he's done and the things that he's not doing. You say, well, preacher, uh, you can look at his life and tell that he don't drink and he don't live that lifestyle. But I want to tell you, there's a lot of people that quit drinking that never got saved saved. You know that? There's a lot of people that went to, uh, listen, they went to some reformer, uh, listen, program AAA or something and, and they went there, an AA meeting and they got, uh, uh, you know, some kind, they just some kind of, uh, listen, better way of life and better way of thinking and they got off of alcohol but there wasn't a change on the inside. Amen? And what I want you to see tonight, especially you young people, don't base your salvation on the things you do or the things that you don't do. Don't look at somebody and say, well, I know they're saved because they used to drink and they used to not. Now they don't drink. Well, that may be a good uh, a sign, but that's not the foundation of their salvation tonight. Uh, for there are many, uh, to my friend, that never touched alcohol and they're just as lost uh, as anybody else. Amen. In fact, I don't think that's what the Bible means uh, when it says old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I don't think that's what that means at all. Because there are some old things tonight that every one of us in this building had before we got saved. Now, it doesn't matter if you was a Brother Barnes or it doesn't matter tonight if you were like Brother Ben here tonight. You say, well, what's them old things, preacher, that the Bible's talking about? What's the old things that we all had in common? Can I tell you what some of those things are? I'll tell you one old thing we all had in common was condemnation. Brother, it doesn't matter if it's a church pew or a bar stool. Amen. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you're a good sinner or a bad sinner, an old sinner or a young sinner. There's one thing every sinner has in common tonight. It's not the deeds of the flesh. Uh, one thing that every sinner has uh, is condemnation. And the Bible says to those that are saved in Acts uh, or in, uh, uh, in uh, the book of Romans chapter number eight and verse number one, here's what the Bible says when you get saved. The Bible said there's now therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus uh, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. You see that old thing of condemnation when you got saved. It didn't matter if you're seven years old. It didn't matter if you're 70 years old. That seven year old's got the same condemnation on him that that 70 year old's got on him. But thank God when he becomes a new creature, you know what happens? There is now therefore no condemnation. That condemnation is rolled away and God puts something there. You know what it is? It's justification. Amen. And Romans 5 and verse 1 said, therefore be 
being justified by faith, uh, we have peace with God. Amen. I'm going to tell you how that works, friend. Uh, I didn't know John 3.16 the day I got saved, uh, but I knew when I went to that down to the altar, when I got on my knees, uh, I knew I was as condemned as anybody else. Uh, I'd never drank. I'd never smoked. I'd never chewed. Uh, I'd never lived a wild lifestyle, uh, but I was as condemned uh, as any murderer on death row. Uh, I didn't know the Bible, but when I got born again, you know what happened? Uh, that old thing of condemnation rolled out. I couldn't even say condemnation or justification, but that old thing rolled out. I didn't know what justification was, but guess what? It rolled in, amen. Old thing was passed away, and behold, all things are become new, amen. You know why I say that? Because you ought to not look without to see if you're saved. You ought to be able to look within. Amen. Thank God there is an outward change. Y'all still with me tonight? I'm gonna tell you something. I'm not banking on the flesh to tell me I'm saved because everything you did before you got saved, you're still capable of doing after you get saved. If I'm gonna base my salvation on the fact that I don't drink, I might start drinking tomorrow. I don't want to, amen. Please don't drive me to it, amen. But I'm telling you, uh, you know what? Listen, it could happen to any of us tomorrow, but that would not mean that we're lost. Isn't that right? I'm gonna tell you, friend, listen, you can live squeaky clean all your life. Uh, told a King James Bible from birth to the grave, uh, sing in the choir every Sunday, memorize all your verses, uh, and get all your Sunday school pens. Uh, but if you've not been uh, washed in the blood, and if the Holy Spirit's not on the inside, you're as condemned on the inside. When you get under preaching, you feel just as condemned as anybody else. You know why? Because you've never been justified. Amen. You know how I know I'm not going to hell? Because when the preacher preaches on it, I don't worry about it. I'm justified. Not in myself. Doesn't it feel good to hear a message on hell and not have to worry about it? Doesn't it feel good to hear, hear anybody preach the gospel and it's good news to you? You want to hear the gospel? You want, you know what that is? That's that old thing of, ju- of condemnation is gone. That's that new thing of justification is there. I'll tell you another old thing that every sinner's got, and that's fear. Doesn't matter how religious you may be, if you've never been saved, you have fear about eternity. I can remember growing up and hearing a preacher's preach right before I got saved and it would put fear in my heart. But now that old thing of fear has rolled out and faith has rolled in. I never believed God for nothing before I got saved. How about you? I'm gonna tell you when you get born again, you know how to know you're a believer? Because you're still believing, amen? Isn't that right? I still believe today what I believed 30 years ago, amen. You know what that is? That's faith, amen. You say, well, preacher, can a saved person doubt? Sure they can. Can a saved person have fear? Sure they can. But God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm gonna tell you, we've all had fear. The psalmist who was saved said, what time I am afraid, that's fear. I will trust in thee. Fear can come. Even fear can come about eternity. But can I tell you this? If you've been saved, if you'll just hang on, and if you'll stay in the Bible, and if you'll stay on your knees, and if you'll keep praying, you know what'll happen? That faith will conquer that fear, amen? That fear may come for a little while, but if you've got faith, guess what? It'll rise up in you. It'll overcome that fear. Thank God faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God tonight, amen?
See, a saved person has faith. Boy, I'm telling you, isn't it amazing to watch somebody get saved and how God can make a change in their life and how that they can start believing God for themselves. Do you have faith tonight? And I'm not talking about a dead faith, an intellectual faith. But I'm talking the Bible said, for with a heart man believeth unto righteousness and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation tonight. Do you have a faith that works? Do you have a faith that is alive tonight? Amen. Listen, the, the devils have a faith. The Bible said the devils believe and tremble. It's an emotional faith that, that touches uh, just their emotions. Now, y'all know I believe in shouting, but just because somebody shouts doesn't mean they're saved. Somebody say amen. I've seen people shout and get saved after they shouted, amen. You say, what was that? It was just a put on. It was just a show. It was just mechanics. It's all, that's all you can say about it. But when you get the real thing, amen, listen, it'll get settled down in your soul and there'll be faith. In fact, there's a lot of days we don't shout, but that faith is still there, amen. And like I said this morning, I may not feel a lot of things, but I can still believe, amen. And the word of God, when you get saved, that old thing of fear rolls out and faith rolls in. Do you have faith tonight? We're justified by faith. The just shall live by faith. What about it tonight? Do you know what you say? This man was a religious man, but he's a lost man. And the Bible says, and in hell he lift up his eyes being in torments. He saith, Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. You know, he cried for mercy, but he cried to the wrong person. He couldn't see beyond his religion. Abraham could not do anything for him. God was the only one that could have helped him in this walk of life. Tonight, friend, if you're here, you've got to look beyond the realm of religion and ask yourself, are you born again? Do you know Jesus Christ? Is there life in you tonight? Why do you do the things that you do? Do you do them because there's life within? Do you love God? You say, preacher, how do you know if you've got life? Oh, if you've got life, you'll know it tonight. Amen. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life tonight. I want to tell you, if you've got life, you'll know you're alive. Amen. Nobody got to walk up to you and say, hey, guess what? You're breathing. You know that? There's evidence. Amen. You take that little old baby, you know how that baby knows it's alive? Because it gets hungry. The Bible said as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Listen, when there's life, you got hunger, amen? You got, you got hunger for the things of God. If you've got spiritual life, you have a spiritual hunger. Is that right tonight? If you know that you're alive, you'll have a hunger for the word of God. That means you'll have a hunger for this book. You'll have a hunger for preaching, amen? You'll have a hunger to go to the house of God. The word of God says uh, we know that we have passed from death unto life. How do we know that we pass from death unto life? How we know that we're alive because we love the brethren. Amen. You want to go to church. You want to be around the people of God. You want to have fellowship. I'm not talking about just on Sunday morning, but I'm talking about you've got a desire. There's a drawing magnitude. Listen, that you want to go to the house of God and fellowship with God's people. You know, we've all been at times, maybe on a Wednesday night, when we were tired in body and didn't want to go in our flesh. How many of y'all won't lie before? God, and we'll be honest. That's the flesh, isn't it? And sometimes on Sunday morning, when you look out there and, 
how, you know, the weather maybe isn't right and it feels good on the inside. Maybe you've had a long day yesterday and your flesh is, oh, you just want to, that's just the flesh. And everybody's experienced times like that. But when you've got life and you go to church, in spite of maybe the flesh, in spite of circumstances, and you get around, you have a desire. It's not a, there may be those occasional times the flesh rises up, but you want to be at church. You want to be around the people of God if you're saved. But if you're not saved, then, then it's a burden to go to church. You may do it, but it's a burden. It's a, there's no desire. There's no connection with those people. You kindly think things like this. Well, I can't wait to get out of this place. I, I can't wait to get somewhere else. I, I can't wait to go somewhere else. Oh, but when you get saved, you want to. There's a desire. There's a hunger for the word of God. There's a hunger for the people of God. I'm talking about, listen, there's a change that's produced within. Amen. It's evidence of life tonight. This man had no physical life in eternity, but he also had no spiritual life here on earth. I want to ask you this question tonight. I want you to evaluate your heart. Now, if you know you're saved, I wouldn't dare try to make you doubt your salvation. By no means tonight. In fact, if someone comes struggling, I wouldn't want to just pray with that person just to pull a profession out of them. I'd want to deal with that person to make sure that they really were under conviction. But tonight, if you're lost, the Holy Spirit will make it real to you. You believe that tonight? Brother, I want to tell you, when the Holy Spirit deals with your heart, there's no question mark about that. I think sometimes people have stood in church and thought, I don't know if I'm saved. I don't know if I... So maybe they've got doubts. That's not who I'm talking to tonight. When you're lost, the Holy Spirit will take the word of God that's been preached. He'll turn the light on and he'll tell you that sermon is for you tonight. Hey, I'm talking to you. You remember the day God talked to you and said you need to be saved. You need to be born again. It's your time to be saved. It's time for you to come to that altar and accept Christ. I remember... When I'd get under conviction before I got saved, I felt like I was the only one in the building. You ever felt that way? I felt like the preacher had my number. I thought, he's preaching to me. Well, he was. But I felt like, well, he knows something about me. Maybe he didn't know I was lost. I don't know. But I tell you, more than the preacher knew, the Holy Spirit knew. He came to my pew, dealt with my heart, showed me, you're lost. You need to be saved. There was no question mark in that. There was no arguing with him. There was no debating the issue. It was crystal clear. And, and I believe conviction is clear. I, I don't think conviction is confusion. I think that when God turns the light on, I remember when my wife got saved, that God just turned the light on for her time after time. Again, we would sit up at night and go down the Romans road. She knew the Romans road better than I knew the Romans road. Had been quoting it longer than I had. Had been raised in a preacher's home. Read, the, read four chapters of the Bible every night of her life around the coffee table with her parents and went to a Christian school, was a, was a preacher's daughter and a pastor, married a preacher and became a pastor's wife and had been in the altar and led other people down through the Romans road but she didn't have no peace herself and, and I would we would sit up at night and I would give her verses and I'd say I'm going to pray for you. I'd say to you and we would pray together and she'd say I just don't have any peace. I, I just don't have any peace and I tell you I, Brother Laddie sometimes I would grow weary with her because I, I wanted her to have peace but 
I couldn't give her no peace. And finally, I remember one day I said, you know what? The only thing I can do is pray for you. And we're just gonna pray and ask God to show you. And I'll tell you on a Sunday morning, Brother David Smallwood was preaching on the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. And I didn't know that God was dealing with her. It just seemed like another sermon on this regular, regular Sunday. And I'll tell you when the invitation was given, she threw both babies out of the arms and she tore out of that pew and came to the altar and got born again and she told me that that day she said I knew when the light got turned on I had to do something about it right then and I could not wait amen believe it or not we went home and I'm talking about she lived as clean lost as she did after she got saved nothing changed her dress standard didn't change her conversation didn't change. She wasn't, listen, her convictions didn't get any better. That's why she'd been raised. But I could tell a major difference in her. You say, how, what was the difference, preacher? She found peace. No more sitting up at night. No more taking her down the Romans road. No more talking to her about it. She'll tell you right now. She said, I know I got saved. Because you know what? Religion cannot give you peace tonight. Now, I didn't come to preach on hell and really didn't do a whole lot of justice to the text tonight. But I'll tell you what I believe. I believe the Holy Spirit, he put a burden on my heart. Choir was singing that first song. That, that sermon took wings and God said, I want you to preach on hell tonight. I know the Lord would do that because he's talking to somebody. I wouldn't want you to come down here confused. But I tell you, if God's dealing with you, you won't be confused. He'll let you know that sermon's for you tonight. You need to come. You need to get saved. How about it, friend? If this was the last sermon you'd ever hear, if it's the last service you're ever going to attend, where are you going to be in eternity? I said, Brother Gravely, you're trying to scare me. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to warn you. But a lot of people go out into eternity this week. And you, may, you and me may be one of them. Where are you going to be at? Where are you going to be at in eternity? Do you know you're born again? He said, but preacher, I, I live a clean life. Doesn't matter. I'm a good church member. Doesn't matter. I think a lot of church members need to be saved nowadays. You got peace tonight on your pillow. Okay, nobody. The Bible said three times in the book of Isaiah, there is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. There's no peace to those who are not saved. Jesus said in John chapter number 14, verse 27, listen to this verse. He said, peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now it is the will of God for everyone to be saved. It is the will of God that when a person is saved that they not be troubled tonight. But when you're lost, I'll tell you what the Holy Spirit will do. He will trouble the waters of your soul. The Bible said the wicked are like the troubled sea. He'll trouble that heart on the inside. Tonight as we stand, our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. How about it, friend? I want to ask you tonight, is God knocking on your heart's door? Is he drawing you tonight? I believe with all my heart the Holy Spirit will say he'll, 
He'll save you tonight if you'll come. If you'll accept the invitation, do you know tonight, if you died, where would you spend eternity? Do you have peace? Do you have peace tonight? Do you have peace about that? I wonder why Christians are praying. I wonder if there'll be somebody tonight. This, we don't really have to ask for a show of hands. I just wonder if there's somebody tonight that'd step out of their seat. Say, oh Lord, that's me. I'm coming tonight. I want to be saved. I want to be saved tonight. Would you come tonight? Would you come to Christ? Say, preacher, will he make a change? Oh, sure, that condemnation will go away. That condemnation, that, that fear will be replaced with faith. You can have assurance tonight. He put an appetite in your heart for the spiritual things of God. Is there one tonight? Is there one tonight? Brother David's going to sing, and while he sings, would you come?